on today's edition of Facts, Opinions, and Rants, it's going to be all about Kamala Harris. She, this past week, was chosen by Joe Biden to be his vice president, which we all know that really means transition to be president if they were to win. So what are my thoughts about that? What are your thoughts about that? Let's talk Kamala Harris and the VP pick on this edition of Facts, Opinions, and Rants with Stephen D. Mosley. Stay tuned. So, Kamala Harris is the VP pick. Uh, you know, I just want to talk first about Joe Biden. I will say, first off, Joe Biden has to be one of my favorite people to watch right now. One thing that I really enjoy from watching Joe is, you know, every now and then he'll do an interview and you know something crazy is going to come out when he goes, come on, man. When he does that, watch out, like racist alert. It's coming out. Like my favorite was, you know, someone challenged him on his mental fitness. He's the one who said, hey, I'm challenged daily. I, I get tested daily. And then the guy asked him, so you take a, you know, one of those mental hit fitness tests daily? And he goes, whoa, whoa, come on, man. Do you take a drug test before you come in here? Sounds <laughs> like, wow. He just asked a black man if he took a drug test before he became a, a commentator on TV. Joe, you're running for president, man. You are running to run the country. And there are some questions about it. You haven't campaigned in who knows how long. And even in your taped speeches, you lose your train of thought. I mean, it's obvious that there's something wrong with you. And so, yeah, the American people, if 90 days or less to this next election, they should know, are you mentally fit to be president? Within saying that, we all know you're not. So in reality, Trump is running against Kamala Harris. And that is who we're going to talk about today. Kamala Harris, how in the world should we think about this candidate? I know how the media is changing it, that it's a race thing, a woman thing. You know, Biden in his pandering self said, hey, I'm going to pick a woman. Check. He did that. He picked Kamala Harris. But is Kamala, will Kamala Harris truly be the first African-American woman uh, to run on a major ticket? Well, it depends on what, as Bill Clinton said when he was questioned, well, uh, it, it means what what is is. What is is. What do you mean by is? I mean, we were alone, but we weren't really alone, right? Uh, key 1996. But no, it's a serious question. See, the first part, it's, it's a culture part. So let's talk about the culture part. Uh, in the sh- after the shout out, we'll talk about her policies, which really matter most. When we talk about representation, representation is important. I truly believe it's important. As an African-American Christian conservative, I'm like a rainbow in the higher ed field. Why? Because there's not very many of us who are, there's a lot of black people in higher ed, but not many Christian conservative Republicans who are in higher ed. So when we talk about representation, it's more than just race, but let's look at race for just a moment. Because race does matter in a culture like America. And what the Democrats are saying is, hey, this is the first black woman. You know, and when we say black, the real question is, what do you mean by black? You know, is she a ADOS, you know, American descendant of slaves, which she's not. Because when many African-Americans think of black, that's what they're thinking of. You know, Kamala Harris, she is, a, you know, for all intents and purposes, an immigrant to America. In the sense that her, her parents were immigrants to America, I should say. She is a, a citizen in America. Uh, her mom, she grew up in Canada uh, with her mom. 
uh, came back to America for education, was born in the 1960s here in America. So uh, I know there's things going out on the Internet, whether she is an anchor baby or whether her parents had legal residency when she was here. So is she even qualified to be uh, vice president or president? When we talk about those type of technicalities when it comes to is she a natural born citizen, my argument would be yes, she is. Uh, whether you think she's an anchor baby or not, she was born here in America. That's undisputed. And unless there's going to be some Supreme Court case next year that's going to specifically define natural born citizen and that clause that says uh, something on the lines of um, uh, subject to the jurisdiction thereof. So like you, you were born here and you are, you know, you, the laws apply directly to you. I think that's the catch there. Unless someone wants to challenge that. Um, next year sometime and get a specific definition for here going out from this point on, just like they tried to do with Ted Cruz, with Marco Rubio, uh, with Barack Obama, same thing with Kamala Harris. It seems like all the color people, you know, they're just like, hey, are you really a one of us? Are you really American? And it's a legitimate question when it comes to natural born citizen. Only if you've had a true definition of natural born citizen to mean anything outside of you're born to Americans or you're born in America. And there's no dispute that Kamala Harris was born here in America. But there's huge dispute of whether she truly represents the African-American descendant of slave experience. And I think that's important. People say, well, is it really important? Well, it is because representation matters. And if you think that... Um, African-American descendants of slaves, what we naturally call black Americans, are having a tough time in America. You want someone who actually understands how, you know, what it means to truly come from that lineage. And Kamala Harris does not. Her mom's an Indian. Uh, her mom was Indian and her, her dad, uh, Jamaican. And so uh, they immigrated here. And so this is 1960. She was born. She spent her, uh, you know, growing up in Canada. Uh, I think she, they moved there when she was a teenager or 12 years old. Uh, she came back in the 1980s. That's not the same experience as someone whose parents, grandparents, great-grandparents, all American citizens, and grew up in the segregated uh, era here in America. And so just to make sure you understand, yeah, you know, when people look at me or look at Kamala Harris, they're going to see the exact same thing, black. But when we talk about experience, there is a difference. And so we should never take someone's experience away or just say, ah, it's all the same. Because it's like it's like speaking to Asians. Have you ever spoke to Asians and you go, ah, Chinese, Japanese, ah, you're all the same. No. <laughs> flag on a play. No. Different cultures, different experiences, different parts of representation. But when we come back from the shout-out, we're going to talk about what truly matters in representation. Values. And this is where, as a Christian, you should be concerned the most about Kamala Harris because she does not share your values. We're going to talk about that on the other side of the break. This edition of Facts, Opinions, and Rants, the shout-out portion, is brought to you by Counterculture. Counterculture is a great book I encourage you all to read before election season. So that means you got five weeks. You can get it done. Counterculture, it talks about, from a biblical perspective, every issue that we're probably going to talk about today. Race, life, and everything in between, it is all there in counterculture. It teaches the believer to think of things in the idea of principles, not people. So it's not about party or, or, or personality. It's really about the principles 
of God's Word and how it relates to the issue. So I want to encourage you to get the book by Dr. David Platt, local pastor in Northern Virginia. It is called Counterculture. And as always, the facts, opinions, and rants you hear on this podcast are totally mine. They have nothing to do with Dr. Platt, so please send the positive feedback to him, the negative feedback to me, and let's get back to the program. So, this race is going to really be Trump versus Kamala. Now, why would I say that? Because Joe Biden himself has said, well, he's a transitional candidate. And I don't know if transition means one term. I think that's the point he was making, but I don't think he's going to make it past 100 days. So we need to really look at Kamala Harris, look where she stands on the issues. And you need to ask yourself as a believer, does she stand with you? I would argue, no, she doesn't. She is the most pro-abortion candidate in our lifetime. And why do I say that? And I think that's one of the biggest issues. I mean, you look at her on criminal justice and you look at her on criminal justice, look at what happened uh, in the debate between her and Tulsi Gabbard. Now, Tulsi Gabbard pointed out that, you know, Kamala Harris isn't all she's cracked out to be. And, you know, what did they call Tulsi Gabbard? Oh, the Russian asset. <laughs> you know, she goes against Hillary. She goes against Kamala. And out of nowhere, the party turns on her and makes her like mini Trump. And trust me, you look at Tulsi's record. She's not Trump. But that doesn't matter to Democrats. But you go back and you look at the debate, Kamala versus Tulsi Gabbard. And, and it points out that Kamala Harris who admitted to smoking marijuana, threw a whole bunch of people in jail for smoking marijuana. Now, whether you, wherever you stand on that issue, the issue is about consistency here. You know, you, you, liberals, you, you guys create a problem, then you want to be the solution to the problem. You, you're a contributor to the 1994 crime bill, and now you're like, whoa, 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 now I'm going to get rid of all marijuana charges everywhere. It's like, folks, that's not the way you solve the problem. One. Two, how about not creating problem? And three, what about talking about real solutions to the problem? The solution isn't, hey, let everybody out of jail because it's some type of drug they've done. It's about what restoration practices are you doing so after someone's gone to jail, they can actually reintegrate into our society fully and arguing for that. But don't, don't tell me you are the, you know, you're the, the people's champion on this issue when you locked more people in jail than anybody else on that stage. And as Tulsi Gabbard pointed out in that debate is that you also withheld information that would have helped people who, you know, were being charged by you who were in jail when you had a, a right to do so. And as a Christian, that that point mattered to me more because we can disagree on marijuana and, and what the courts should do and, and, and how you change your positions on it. Yeah, we can, we can disagree on that. But there's a fundamental principle of justice that concerns me when it comes to Kamala Harris. And it concerned Tulsi Gabbard. So I encourage you, go back and look at that, that uh, spat between the two of them during the primary debates. Um, the other thing is the, the marriage inequality, marriage, biblical marriage and religious freedom. It, it is under attack when it comes to a bill called the Equality Act. Kamala Harris supports it. Now, the Equality Act would basically is an LGBT's dream because what happens is it, it legitimizes the whole movement and criminalizes anyone who doesn't bow down to it. What do I mean by that? Well, if the Equality Act, I would say, first off, look at the articles by uh, the ERLC, um, that is uh, Russell Morris Organization, and look at the Heritage Foundation's, uh, Heritage Foundation's article on the problems with the Equality Act. A couple of them is this. One, misgendering. If you do not adapt their pronouns, you're in trouble. 
because even in the state of Virginia, there was a guy who decided, I'm not going to use pronouns. I'll just use people's names. And because he didn't bow down to the ideology, he'd say disagree with it, which is every Christian we do because of Genesis chapter one, it says that we are made in God's image, male and female. So we believe gender and, and sex are, are united and that God gives us, we're creating his image. So we're equal in personhood, difference and roles, as you see in Ephesians chapter five, which talks about the roles of marriage, husband and wife. If you don't buy into the ideology and it's found out, you could be in trouble. You could lose your job. The Equality Act supports that. Secondly, if you're a church, you have open accommodations. You have to open up for men to go in girls' bathrooms and vice versa. That's called transgenderism. What's Christians? We, yet again, we don't believe in that. We believe in marriage between a man and a woman. Now, yet again, if you have a Christian school and you hire someone and they start living a LGBT lifestyle and you fire them because they no longer live up to your practices, according to 1 Corinthians 5, you exercise excommunication. You're in trouble as well because you just discriminate against them. It basically takes away every protection that believers and people of faith have from the uh, Religious Freedom Restoration Act from 1993. That's Kamala Harris. She supports that. She supports that idea of we can persecute those who have religious faith and actually live out their faith where they live, work, worship, and play. That's a problem. Now, let's talk about the life issue real quickly. So, on life, she's the most pro-abortion candidate in our lifetime. And I think pro-life is the most important issue. Why? Because it has such a huge impact. Uh, Exodus chapter 20 says, thou shalt not murder. And that's exactly what abortion is. It's the number one killer of African Americans. And it kills millions of people. And it's killed millions of people since it's become legal. And I use air quotes with my fingers. In America, it is legal, but doesn't mean it's righteous. Psalm 139 tells us that we're knit together in our mother's womb by God. So, we believe that people... Our people from conception to natural death. And we are called as Christians to call to speak out for those who cannot speak for themselves. Now, babies, are they would meet that, that, that biblical admonition that they can't speak for themselves. We as Christians should not only stand for life, believe in life, not only believe it's a personal decision, but it's a policy position. Kamala Harris doesn't believe that. She is so pro-choice that she voted for the uh, against the abortion survival protection bill. This abortion survivor protection act would say, hey, if there is a baby who is born uh, because of an abortion, let's say they did a botched abortion, they tried to abort the baby, it did not work, the baby came out alive, you have to provide um, medical care for that baby. And if you don't, there's consequences. Kamala Harris voted against doctors having consequences. She voted against that bill. Kamala Harris, she has a 100% voting record from NARAL America, 2017, 2018, and 2019. Have no mistake, this woman is pro abortion in her policies. And that's what matters most, folks. Kamala tried to throw David Deliadin in jail, so she uses her office to go against her political enemies. Why? Because David Deliadin did us all a service. He exposed what Planned Parenthood was doing in selling baby body parts, or as I now call them, the racist baby chop shop. Because what do they do? Yeah, they sell baby body parts and they target African Americans to do it. Did Kamala Harris give this man a war? No. She tried to use her political power to put him in jail and to stop those videos from ever coming to light. Kamala Harris, she also supports taxpayer funding of abortion. Yes, she does. It's called getting rid of the Hyde Amendment. Hyde Amendment says you can't use tax dollars for abortion because, you know, most people in America don't believe in abortion and they don't want their tax dollars going to that. She ran against Joe Biden in the primaries. Go back and Google it. And she hammered him because she was like, hey, you're new to this game of wanting to support abortion. You want to you want to you want to keep Hyde. Well, yeah, Kamala, everybody wants to keep Hyde Amendment. Only the loony left wants to 
get rid of Hyde. And that's what you want to do because you're a pro-abortion candidate. Most are pro-abortion candidate in our lifetime. And you have to ask yourself, folks, is this the person you want to be your next president who supports these views that go straight uh, directly against your faith? And then finally, the reason why we call her, uh, the president, I think, calls her phony, and I agree, is this woman ran the hardest race against Joe Biden, not on policy, but on character. She called him a racist on stage. I'm sorry. She did what they do in Washington. She didn't call him a racist. She said, you're not a racist, but you hung out with segregationists. You got rid of busing. Yeah, you got a problem, Joe. Now, we all know Joe got a problem, but she basically called a guy a racist on stage. And then when asked if she if he was a rapist, because did she believe Tara Reid and, and others who've come out? She goes, yeah, she believes them. So ask yourself, would you uh, say, hey, I'm proud to be someone's vice presidential candidate the one day. And then like yesterday was like, yeah, he's a rapist and a racist. No, of course not. And when question about that, what did she say? Oh, it was a debate. Wait a second. Because it's a debate. That's your, your biggest excuse of what made you have a change of heart. Okay, folks, you have to decide. Do you believe this person's out for you? Is this person out to serve you? Is her policy going to impact and help you? Or is she about her and her own political career? You have to decide that. But I know one thing for sure. She's the most pro-abortion candidate in my lifetime. She supports the Equality Act, which is religious discrimination. And her, her criminal justice record, which is going to be her biggest thing, leaves much to be desired. And as a result, she won't get my vote. As this will be Trump versus Kamala, we need to make sure as believers, we are not voting for any candidate. Any candidate does not support us on the biblical issues of our time. Friends, thanks for listening to this episode of Facts, Opinions, and Rants. I want to encourage you, if you like this episode, please check out some of our other episodes of Facts, Opinions, and Rants with Stephen D. Mosley. Also, please connect with me on Facebook and Twitter. Um, I love, would love to hear from you. Easy for me to say. But in any event, fans, we are out of time, and we look forward to seeing you next time on Facts, Opinions, and Rants with Stephen D. Mosley. See ya.